Well, welcome to I Love to Tell the Story. This is a podcast for praise. This is a place that we love to get together and just really uh, dive into what Psalm 145 says, that one generation shall praise God's works to another and declare His mighty acts. And we just love to give God the glory and tell these wonderful stories about what Jesus Christ and His transforming gospel is doing here in the 21st century. I'm Pastor David Collins, and today I am joined by Dan Bergman, who is a digital evangelist. And you might be asking yourself, what does that even mean? Well, we'll get to that in just a moment. But Dan, thanks for being with us today. Oh, I'm glad to be here. And uh, why don't you kind of just, uh, for those who may not know who you are, why don't you just kind of tell us how, how God brought you to this point in your life? Uh, what was it like growing up? When did you get saved? When did God call you into the ministry? Just tell us about yourself. Sure. Um, okay, so my dad is Jewish. And my mom is not. She's a Gentile. And she was a believer before I was born. She got saved at the age of, I think, 17. Uh, she was raised Lutheran, but she got saved outside of that influence. Uh, there they preached that you need to be baptized and uh, all of that. But, uh, but she got saved outside of that, um, but never really was discipled. And so she never really heard of not be being unequally yoked with unbelievers. And so she married my dad. Uh, who's Jewish. And he mm. said, you can raise the kids however you want. Just, just leave me alone. Don't try and convert me or anything. Mm. And so we were taken to a non-denominational church kicking and screaming. And, uh, and I was the, I was the worst kid of the three. And <laughs> when I was 15, um, I heard the gospel for the first time that I understood that I was not a Christian just because I called myself one or because my mom was one or because mm. I believe Jesus died for the sins of the world in some general sense. <clears throat> not that I even knew what that meant, but I realized when I was 15 that my sin is why Jesus died and he died for my sin and that my sin is the things that I've done against God to break God's law. <clears throat> and so it was just like an amazing revelation for me to realize that I was not saved. And so I got yeah. saved at, at, at the age of 15. Awesome. And yeah. And so my, my, my best friend, we got saved together. He grew up in an independent Baptist church, um, but he was rebellious against the gospel. Huh. But we both got saved together. And he said, you can come to my church with me if you, if, if you want. It's really strict. You might not like it, but we can give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was my introduction to the independent Baptist world. And uh, I was baptized as a believer. Almost immediately after getting saved, I felt like God was calling me to preach. God was, God was calling me into something more uh, wow, up awesome. until that point in time. Yeah, up until that point in time, I, I plan on being like a Disney animator. And so uh, I loved art. And I know that God's gifted me in that way. But I felt like he was calling me to preach. Wow. And so um, went to Pensacola, uh, PCC, and got a degree in missions with an art minor and uh, knowing that God wanted me to use that in some way. But um, the reason that I went for missions is God overwhelmingly burdened me for the salvation of my dad. When I got saved, I realized my dad's Jewish. What does that mean? And then mm -hmm. I started looking in the New Testament and the Jewish people are popping up over and over and over, seeing the Jewish context of it. So uh, God called me into Jewish ministry. And so Beginning in like 2010, um, my wife and I, we met at Pensacola. Uh, we started reaching the Jewish people in Cleveland, Ohio, which is where I'm from, mm. through a ministry called Jewish Awareness Ministries. And so we've been with them, Jewish Awareness Ministries, right up until the end of 2020. Uh, so for 10 years serving with them, we were with them in Cleveland, Ohio for four years. And then we felt like God was calling us down to North Carolina, where the ministry head headquarters is located for Jewish okay. Awareness Ministries. And we felt like God was... Uh, kind of prompting us to help grow and strengthen the ministry there. And so we moved down in 2015 to North Carolina, 
And we have been doing that. I, I eventually became the digital ministries director, which deals a lot with audio, video, graphic design. I became the graphic designer of the ministry um, and all of those things. And so, nice. and social media and, and those things started to kind of come together. Um, everything that the Lord had um, kind of allowed me to have a passion for started to come to fruition, being able to use those things in ministry. But it eventually got to the point near 2020 or so that I started to feel like I was doing everything but what God had called me to do, and that's evangelism. Mm. And so in uh, the very beginning of 2020, in a, in, a, in a group called the Ministry Connection Group on Facebook, uh, a guy named Joe Hinkle, who's a friend of mine, he's in California, he posted a, a post about, he had a friend that was using TikTok to share the gospel. And I'm like, what in the world is TikTok? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so I started to, and, and he said that, you know, because it's an audio video, it's like a video format that you can share the gospel on there and people will hear it. Like your mm. message will get out there. And so I tried in January of 2020, I, I started my account and I posted my first video and I've been posting short one minute gospel videos on TikTok ever since basically every weekday. Wow. And yeah. And so this was something that was just kind of like, while I was at Jewish Awareness Ministries, it was kind of like, I'm going to give this thing a try just kind of as a, you know, I'm, I'm going to try this maybe because of curiosity. Mm. And little did I know in less than a month or a month or two, uh, I would have my first viral video. Wow. And so, yeah. And so what and is so, a viral video? What is, what exactly does that mean for people that may be unfamiliar? Sure. So um, the term viral can be different depending on the person. If you're a person that has millions of followers, you know, a couple thousand views isn't going to be considered viral to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but, but viral in general sense is the way that I understand it is like, well, we understand it very well now with the pandemic that, that has happened in our, in our world. Um, things spreading like a virus yeah, from okay. one person to another. And so if you post something on TikTok, it gets pushed out to a random group of small people or a small group of random people. Okay. And then if those random people interact with that video, if they like it, if they share it, if they comment on it, even if it's like hateful death threat comments, that yeah. counts as interaction. Okay. And then, and then it will be pushed out to a, a larger group of people. And then a larger group of people, if that interaction continues to where it will snowball and you get thousands and thousands and even millions of views. Okay. So um, when we hear about algorithms and all that kind of stuff, that's what that's all about with somebody. So if somebody interacts, it's interesting when you were just mentioning that, even if somebody puts hate speech on there or whatever, yeah. like, hey, this is terrible. It almost becomes like a Genesis 50 moment of what you meant for evil, God meant for good. So somebody can say, yeah. I hate what you're saying, but that just pushes it out to even more people. And so, Absolutely. wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so the first video that I ever had go viral, I checked it just like 10 minutes later, just, you know, when, let's see what this video is doing. And it had 13,000 views in like 20 minutes. Whoa. And I thought something was wrong. I had to like reset my phone, you know, is the app glitchy or something? No, it was yeah. actually true. So that was a video called Jesus was an Israeli. And okay. uh, it garnered it garnered a lot of attention and overwhelmingly negative from the Muslim Palestinian community. Huh. Um, and there was all kinds of things being said in the comments, Arabic things, you know, over a thousand comments in that video. And I started to get worried. Can these people find me? And, you know, am I at risk here for anything? And so I made the video private. Wow. And then I... Yeah. And that was at about 70,000 views. I made it private. And then Ooh. I felt like God was saying after a day of wringing my hands that you're taking the light of the gospel and putting it under a bushel. And so mm. at that point I said, all right, Lord, I put it back to public and I haven't looked back since. And I made everything as far as people can find me online, follow me. That's all as public as possible. 
and uh, the Lord's really blessed. And so that video right now, I think, has around 250,000 views. Wow. And most of the interaction has been negative, but they don't know that they're bolstering the viewership just by commenting and arguing yeah. with each other and arguing with me. So it's interesting. Huh. Wow. Okay. So when you now say that, so God called you to preach as a teenager, he starts leading you down this one path. And I, as you were talking, the verse came to mind from Proverbs where it says a, a man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And so you're thinking, this is yes. where, this is where we're going. But God was kind of like every step of the way, just leading you to this path now that you would have never imagined in yeah. 2010, 2015, I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing this full time in a sense where my whole mission now is to reach people using social media and yeah, yeah. God just directed and led you to that. That is so awesome. Oh man, and, it's, it's, it's crazy. And it kind of brings up the whole thing as well of, I know that a lot of people and, and especially with the Netflix documentary that came out a couple of years ago now, the social dilemma, a lot of people have a very negative connotation of social mm -hmm. media and it's all bad or it's only satanic or it's only something being used for evil. So yeah. how is God now using you to reach people for Christ? Well, it's, 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 it's crazy. Um, I didn't go looking for this, but God opened up a huge door. First um, Corinthians 16, nine says for a great door and effectual is open unto me. And Paul's referring to Ephesus mm. uh, and there are many adversaries. And so that mm. open door in Ephesus changed the course of his ministry journey. So like in June of 2020, we had our first person get saved. They reached out to me, said, I got saved because of your video. Wow. And I thought, you know, my mind was blown. Can this really happen? Can somebody in some other part of the country or even the world actually truly become born again, get saved because of a video that I post? Hmm. And so um, things started snowballing from there. Um, I started prompting people to message me if they wanted to know more about Jesus. And we get messages pouring in where we can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with those people. Um, and I also made a gospel video, a 13-minute video on YouTube that I share with those people who message me privately. And I asked them to watch the video. It explains the gospel all the way from Genesis and also has an invitation at the end of the video to trust Christ. And um, we're finding we're over 400 people now since we started have wow. come out to, and, and, and told us I trusted Christ because of your video all over the world. Wow. Uh, it's, 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 it's amazing. And so, yeah, uh, there's one guy on TikTok that says that we're reaching the darkest demographic in the world spiritually. Mm. You know, it's a mission field. And there is Amen. a whole lot of horrible, horrible stuff on there, but we shouldn't throw out the baby with the bathwater like uh, people in our circles had done historically with, you know, TV, that's evil. Let's, you know, not get involved with that or radio, that's evil. Or now the internet, that's evil. And then 10 years later, uh, we're way behind the curve in using it for the glory mm. of God. Wow. So 400 people now have, have made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ, the Savior, because of social media videos that just somebody you posted and then somebody liked it or commented and then it then like i said the algorithms then start putting it into all these other news feeds and things and wow that that is so incredible so now we know though that the gospel is is really accepting jesus as savior that's that's step one in my mm -hmm. christian mm -hmm. life and the rest of my christian life now so how, how do you try to get people to now engage with the local church, which we believe Absolutely. biblically is the, the vehicle that God is using to spread the gospel to the world and, and transform and disciple Christians? So Absolutely. How, 
how can people now work? How do you take them from that step of, okay, I watched a video to, okay, now good. I've got my fire insurance or no, I need to get in the local church. Yes, sir. Yeah. So that's uh, our heartbeat as well. And so when we had people uh, trust Christ as savior, I tried to find some kind of website, some kind of link, because a lot of these people are young people. A lot of them are Mm -hmm. like not even teenagers. They're like 10, 11, 12 years old. And here I am a 37 year old white guy with a shaved head, you know? And so um, it'd be freaky for me to be like, what's your real name or where do you live? And so um, Mm. we have to be very careful with that. So the way that we felt that the Lord has directed us to, to, to do this, I wanted to find a website that was not based on a specific local church because people are in, you know, India or Africa, they're not Mm going to want to have some kind of website of a church in Michigan, you know, that's Mm -hmm. their, that's that's their connection to a local church. We didn't want to do that. Um, But we want to get them plugged into a local church in their area. And so Mm -hmm. I scoured the internet for an easy to find, easy to remember front page website that is geared hundred percent towards follow-up and discipleship of new believers. Mm. And there was nothing, there was nothing that I could find that met those criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I did find something, it was tied to a specific local church or it had a web address that was like 70 million characters long in, in, <laughs> in, in some deep dark corner of that page's uh, website. So uh, I made, I made our own website. And so that website is new to jesus.com new, the number two jesus.com. And so uh, when, when somebody gets, um, gets saved or makes a profession of faith, um, just like door to door, we can't know 100% if that person is sincere. Um, we just have to go as best we can on their word mm-hmm. and try and get them plugged into a, a good church. Now, I never say, congratulations, you're saved. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I always say, if you did this and you meant it, you know, um, but what we try and do is if they trust Christ as their savior or make profession of faith, I'll send them that website link which contains foundational truths for new believers, first steps. I talk about the Bible. I talk about prayer. I talk about baptism. I talk about sharing your faith. And I talk mm. about not letting Satan sidetrack you. And um, I also say in those messages, I'll say, and I would love to recommend for you a good church in your area uh, if, you would, if you would tell me what city you're near. And so mm. I don't get down to like, what's your address or where do you right. even live? I just say, what city or town are you closest to? Uh, they might say I'm in London, England, or they might say, I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And so then I put the feelers out on a couple of different uh, groups on Facebook, the Idea Network community uh, and the Ministry Connection group. And I, I, I ask for recommendations for a missionary or church, depending on if it's like across the, across the world, uh, mm. ask for a, a good church in that area that they could recommend. And then I can go through those recommendations and pass one of them or a couple of them on to uh, the person that told me where they lived and what city they're in because they, they desire to get plugged into that, to that church. But then at that point, the ball goes in their court, right? If possible, I try, and it doesn't always work out this way, but if possible, I try to get that person connected, um, with the pastor or youth pastor directly, mm-hmm. uh, of that, of that church. Um, some people don't want to tell me what city they're in. And so, right. I mean, there's only so far we can go, but we try as much as we can to make that connection easy for them. Right. No, that's awesome. And, and so that's great. So I, I love that. So new to the number two Jesus.com. And so yep. I even think that's a great resource for if, if you're out in your, if you're listening right now and you're out in the community and, and you know, somebody that maybe 
they've been hurt by the church in the past or they're kind of anti-church in some way. That could be a great, just wonderful resource to guide somebody that new to Jesus.com. Super easy to remember. And then they can get some good, solid teaching and just on, on some of the basics of what it means to live the Christian life or begin living that Christian life. And part of that is, yeah, getting plugged in with a local church, not just to, and we all know this a lot, that it's not just to, I go and absorb from the church, but I'm going because God has me as a part of the body of Christ where then I can serve. And that's missing in so many pieces. If somebody just stays digital and I'm going to, if you're listening right now also, and you are still a little hesitant to come back from COVID, I'm going to put a little pastor plug in right here as well. I'm going <laughs> to, that, hey, you got to get back into your local church. You got to get plugged back in. You got to not just be there for fellowship, but you need to have a place to serve. And if you're not yeah. serving Jesus, you're not really living your full Christian life. And so this is a great resource. And I hope that, I hope everybody can kind of remember that and just use it as a way of finding solid churches, or perhaps maybe you even, you're, you're moving. A lot of people, I'm in California. I know you're on the East coast, uh, but a lot of people are moving out of California right now. And this may be a great resource when you move somewhere, or if your job moves you somewhere, go to newtojesus.com and, and find a great church right there. And this could be a nice little starting resource for somebody that has to geographically relocate for whatever reason it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's awesome. I love it. I love all these kind of things that, that people can use to be help to them to stay faithful to Christ in whatever way it is. Praise the Lord. Um, so, uh, how has, how has this affected your family? I, uh, I didn't hear too much about your family. You're married. Uh, how sure, many yeah. kids? Yeah. Three. What, yeah, married with three kids, and um, it's been interesting. So um, come like September, October of 2020 is when I really started to feel like God was directing us to transition from Jewish ministry to full-time digital evangelism of all people. And so we talked to the director of our ministry um, in late October, and I took two months to transition, basically training everybody there at Jewish Awareness Ministries as to all my responsibilities that I had there so that I wouldn't be leaving them uh, in a bad position. Uh, we left mm-hmm. on good terms. We love the people at Jewish Awareness Ministries. Mm-hmm. But now, instead of being in an office from like nine to five, doing mostly graphic design and things that are for education and, 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 and some evangelism as well, but a lot of what I was doing was mostly for education of the Christian community mm-hmm. and edification purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, um, when we transitioned now, obviously I'm home. And so we're trying to uh, transform our garage actually into a studio slash office to be oh, able wow. to house our equipment where we don't have to break everything down and, and, and put everything back. Uh, every single time we want to record a video, we can just leave it all set up with lighting, mm-hmm. uh, with audio equipment, with cameras and our computers as well. Um, and my wife has been a huge asset, uh, whereas before, uh, in, 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 when I was involved in Jewish ministry, she was basically uh, at home with the kids homeschooling, and mm. we put the kids in Christian school for the first time in 2020. So <laughs> good year to try and do that, I guess. But uh, <laughs> so that, that worked out uh, well. And so we've been getting, especially in the last month, oh my, we've been getting just bombarded with messages, people asking about how can I be sure that I go to heaven? I saw your video. I want to know how I can be saved. Mm. Um, And we have literally received hundreds of messages in the last month uh, on TikTok alone. Uh, I had one video that just went super viral. It's had two and a half million views almost now. 
Wow. Uh, one, one video uh, that I did um, near the end of May. Um, so she's been helping me carry that load of uh, messaging and corresponding with people that are inquiring about salvation. And yeah. so that's been a huge blessing to be able to be a team with her and work together. Um, it's had some of its ups and downs because I'm, I'm, I'm here now, I'm not gone. And so in some ways, it's kind of like when somebody um, begins to work from home, which I'm sure a lot of people have experienced during 2020, mm -hmm. there's new obstacles and new hurdles of, you know, learning to work together. Right. Whereas before it was kind of like a, a solo thing, you know? Right. And so, um, but it's been just so wonderful being able to work with her and have her help me in these things. And I'm trying to integrate my kids as well. I'd love to be able to train them to be able to do these things and, and yeah. kind of help as they're able to, as they grow. Um, our oldest is about to be a teenager uh, this summer. And so the other two are just a little bit behind him. Age -wise, so. <laughs> oh, good luck. That's kind of where I'm at. Our oldest uh, just turned 15 and we've got a 14 year old and, and uh, two younger ones than that. So I, okay. I, uh, I feel you with the impending teenage years that are upon you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, hey, so um, obviously you're doing this full time as a digital evangelist. And this is something that, uh, you know, God says is very clearly throughout the scriptures that a laborer is worthy of his hire. And we are not supposed to muzzle the ox as it as it treads the corn. So there there's. I'm pulling the plow, but let's be honest, it was the ox that was doing most of the work. It's the tractor that does most of the work. And so God says, you know, we should, we should be able to support financially those kinds of activities and those people that are out there giving their lives for the sake of the gospel. And so where, where are you at financially? How can, how can people that want to, and maybe God has blessed them with some additional financial resources, how can they help you guys out? Where are you at? I mean, sure. you mentioned the studio, how much yes. does something like that cost and, and how can oh. we help with that? So um, we've been with this transition. Thankfully, we had some money saved up for Christian school for the kids, but we're trying to um, piece together and transform our garage, purchase equipment as the Lord provides for us to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, on top of that, the normal everyday expenses. So when we transitioned to full-time digital evangelism, we lost some support. Uh, some churches, simply because we weren't going to be with the previous mission board with Jewish mm. awareness ministries, some churches because um, they didn't catch the vision of digital evangelism in general, mm. that, you know, you need to talk to somebody in person or else it's not really giving the gospel. Mm. Um, and so there's that mentality as well. But we've also picked up some support. So um, on paper, we're somewhere between 60 and 70 percent of full support um, beginning in January through the month of April, uh, each of those months, we actually received 100% of our support wow. uh, simply because of simply because of one-time gifts that made up okay. that lack of support. Okay. And so our, 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 our um, support in May, our, our previous check that we received was the first one this year that was under uh, what we need. And so that was probably about 70% of our support, which again, mm. is about where we are at as far as our regular committed supporters, about 60 to 70%. So if somebody is interested in partnering with us in our ministry, we just want fruit that abounds to your account. Uh, God is doing this and we're just along for the ride trying to mm -hmm. obey him. Uh, our website our website is postingthegospel.com and you can go to postingthegospel.com slash donate if you would like to do so. And there's a couple of different ways you can do that. Um, we have a link on our website as well as the address if you'd rather send a check. 
to Central Missionary Clearinghouse, it, who has the financial side of our, our support. Um, and you can go through them and it's tax deductible. Uh, however, if you'd rather give directly to us, there's also a link on that donate page for that. So posting the gospel um, slash donate, and we receive a monthly deposit of all the support that comes in from churches and individuals that, that decide to, to give. Yeah, and hey, Roto Baptist Church family, uh, Central uh, Missionary Clearinghouse, that is uh, our own local missionary from our local church. That is the oh. clearinghouse that she used, and so they are a reputable place. You can be guaranteed yeah. that this is not just going into some uh, Russian, um, you know, deep state <laughs> thing somewhere and just disappears. No, this is, this is a legitimate place, and so you can feel comfortable then- giving that. But what a great thing. So postingthegospel.com, that's a place where if you are interested more in the Bergmans and their ministry, you can get more information there. But uh, Brother Dan, before we kind of close out here, can you just share a story or two, just a, a big blessing? You know, we want to close this out. As I said, this is the podcast for praise. We want to praise God with what he is doing. So what yeah. are some of the big highlights or what's what's a, what's an awesome story or two that, that somebody sure. has uh, that you've been able to reach with the gospel? So I got an Instagram message because of one of my videos. Um, and this Instagram message was from a young man in New York City. He's actually a pre-med student uh, there and mm. he's Jewish. And so we began talking back and forth in Instagram messages. And then I asked him, can I give you a call? Would it be okay if we exchanged phone numbers? And so wow. we did. And this young man named Max, I, I talked to him for about 45 minutes on the phone. And over the phone, he ended up accepting Jesus as his Messiah and Savior. Wow. And Amen. so that was, a, that was a huge blessing, um, especially being involved with Jewish ministry for 10 years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it, it's a long haul kind of ministry. There's not a lot of fruit that you see usually um, because those things take a lot of time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I mentioned, but with my dad being Jewish, he got saved in 2019 after 20 years of me witnessing to him and praying for him. Wow. Um, I'm so glad you said that because no, you hadn't mentioned it yet. So that's awesome. Yes. Yes. My dad got saved uh, about two years ago now. And so it's just so exciting uh, for that to happen. One other story that we had, um, and there's, there's tons of them. Oh my. So um, I did a video on Instagram reels. Instagram made a feature called reels that is meant to mimic the way that TikTok uh, shares their videos, mimic that Mm -hmm. kind of algorithm. Mm-hmm. And so when they first started Instagram reels, it was only 15 seconds. That was the limit. Now wow. it's 30 seconds. Um, but back when it was 15 seconds, I made a video about how you can be religious. You can be a religious person and still not be right with God. And like I talked about how all our righteousness is filthy rags in God's sight. And you need to trust Jesus as your savior uh, to have righteousness before God. Um, and so I said, message me if you want to know more about, about what Jesus did for you. And Mm. I got a message from a girl in India and this girl in India, um, she, in in her profile picture, she had kind of like an, I dream of genie looking Hindu kind of garb. Mm. Um, and so she asked the question, does Jesus love the people that aren't Christians? Mm. And so what I told her is I said, Jesus loves everybody. And he died for everybody, but mm-hmm. his death is only effectual for those that trust him, that accept him as savior, that mm-hmm. believe that he died and rose again for, the, for them. And then I sent her the video and I said, check out this video and let me know after you've watched it. And so I sent her that video, that 13 minute YouTube video that I mentioned. And 
she responded that she watched the video and she, and she loved it. And I said, did you trust Jesus as your savior? Like I talked about in the video. Cause I mentioned that there's an invitation at the end. And she says, yes, I did. Wow. And so this girl in India, um, she trusted Jesus as her savior. And so I since have sent her information for a missionary local to her uh, to be involved in a church near her area. Um, wow. But that's uh, an example of a worldwide reach um, yeah. somewhere that, you know, uh, a missionary may never darken their doorstep to knock on their door. And um, so that was amazing to me. And since her, her profile picture has changed to a little girl with Jesus. And so um, it's just been an amazing, amazing ride. And you can see the fruit uh, in a lot of these people's lives, just simply because their profile and their, what they post has just been entirely transformed uh, by the gospel. And so um, we're very excited to, to be a part of that. And, um, and God's doing amazing things every day. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I know that, you know, so many times with, with some of the newer things that happen and as with, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the, the, the hesitancies the, of social media and some of those things are legitimate. Um, but, uh, but wow, I just, I, I think if the apostle Paul had been able to have the reach that we have today, with being able to get into countries and missionaries of, of yesteryear that could not go into certain places because the, the state department of that country would not let a missionary from the United States in, but yep. yet we are able to, God is able to use this media, this platform to break through those barriers and be able to take the light of the gospel into these dark, dark areas of our globe. And that is so awesome. I just, it, this thrills me so much just to hear that people's lives are being transformed. And I am, I'm going to be praying that they, that they truly find a local church and that they get involved and that they continue to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And I encourage anyone else that's listening that you'd be praying for uh, Brother Bergman and his wife and their, their ministry. And that as they reach these people, that these people would truly truly get discipled and, and find a solid, mature Christian that can help them take the next steps in their Christian life. All right. So brother Dan, as we close, can you just kind of throw out your handles or however, sure. if somebody wants to follow you on social media, what platforms sure. can they find you on and how, how can we do all that? Absolutely. So um, it's real easy. It's my full name, Daniel Bergman, D-A-N-I-E-L-B-E-R-G-M-A-N nine, nine. So Daniel Bergman, 99, that's what I am on everything on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. And so if you, if you want to reach out to me on there, uh, that's where I can be found. Also, we have a Facebook page for our ministry. So if you want to see updates to our ministry that I try and do a couple times a week, um, we have a, we have a prayer letter that we send out. It's kind of bi-monthly right now, but, uh, our Facebook page for our ministry group, uh, is, posting the gospel. So on Facebook at posting the gospel, uh, you can find our ministry page there and, uh, and, and see updates about our ministry there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for being with us today. And if you would like to share what God is doing in your life, this is the I Love to Tell the Story podcast. This is a place to praise Jesus Christ and the wonderful transforming power of the gospel. So you can reach out to us 
Phone number here at the church is 916-572-2322. You can call or text, or you can send us an email, info at roseovillebaptistchurch.org. And we'd love to have you on the show because we just want to let people know about how awesome Jesus is and about how he is still transforming lives today. We'll see you next time. God bless.